This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Jim Kawakami, the editor-in-chief of the very athletic Bay Area. Jim Kawakami. Tim Kawakami, who has covered the NBA for over two decades and more specifically the Golden State Warriors over the last 12 years. This is the TK Show. Hey everybody, Tim Kawakami here, TK Show, recording on a rainy morning in the Bay Area, uh, but very good to have on uh, someone who's been on the show before, someone who's back in the Bay Area, very good to have him back in the Bay Area, the new, well not just new, I mean you've been manager of the Giants for several months now, but it feels like you've been around for a while actually, it's Bob Melvin. Uh, Bob, how you doing today? Good morning. I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it feels good. So, you know, to be back in the Bay, obviously from there, a lot documented, was with the A's, played with the Giants. A lot of familiarity. Bay Area, Bay Area is the place for me, so this is probably going to be my last stop. Good, good place. He's wearing a Golden Bears uh, hoodie, by the way, proudly and loudly. He was informing me that there's a Bears hoops game this morning. I didn't even know that, but uh, you will be checking that out. I'm quite sure you will be watching. Yeah, that. my day, my day is actually revolving around that. It's, I'm here in Arizona, so it's two o'clock Arizona time. So um, that's what that's when I need to be in front of the TV. All right. Well. Uh, obviously a lot of negotiations, a lot of talks around the league. Giants have been in, and as, as you have mentioned, like you knew that the Giants were going to be in, and a lot of these talks uh, were going to be at, at the highest levels. How much are you falling? Like, are you living and dying with these negotiations and these news like everyone else's? Or are you just kind of like, okay, tell me when you know, tell me when you know. Tell me when you know has always been my theory. So um, look, it's, the, you know, there's some, some high end guys out there that seem like they're, kind of bogging down the market a little bit and worrying on everybody. Um, you know, obviously the Otani situation, you know, what we offered him was basically it was the same deal as the Dodgers. He wanted to stay home in LA. So, you know, it wasn't for a lack of effort, but you know, I'm always one that subscribes to, I like the team that we have. If we add to it, great. If not, I think there are a lot of good pieces and, and, you know, a lot of depth in the organization right now. So we'll see where it goes from here. But I know Farhan's trying real hard. Obviously, the Lee signing was huge for us. Um, We'll see where we go from there. uh, Jung-Hoo Lee signs uh, last week. Very, uh, very interesting guy. Have you been able to talk to him or, or communicate with him much? Definitely has a personality to him. He definitely does. And and I FaceTimed with him right before the... Uh, the press conference. That's like the one day I've been to the Bay Area like four times in the last month, and I just couldn't make it that day. I felt terrible about that. But FaceTime with him before that, a uh, ton of personality there. Obviously, loves uh, being a giant, and that really resonates with me. It's going to resonate with our guys too. This is the place he wanted to be, the team he wanted to be with. Looks good in black and orange, and uh, you know, really excited about having them. You know, on the team, and, and we talked about him early uh, in the offseason, that this was a guy that, that that Farhan really wanted to sign. You know, checks a lot of boxes for us. 
So, you know, it's, it's a, it's a great start to the off season for us. Yeah. Farhan, I really just said it, like he's going to be our everyday center fielder. Is that like any doubt in your mind that this guy's going to get 550, 600 plate appearances and be your every inning center fielder? Yeah, that's the plan. So, you know, it, it, you're seeing, you know, I was with Hassan Kim, Hassan Kim for a couple of years in, in, uh, in San Diego and another real terrific player, the style in which they play, uh, there's a lot of intensity. There's a lot of fun. Um, you know, they play the game really hard all out all the time. And that's something that, you know, uh, similar to kind of some of the Oakland teams we had, you know, some of the younger guys, um, not too long in the tooth in their major league careers and, and really incentivized it to, to play the game at a certain pace. And he is definitely one of those guys. So uh, resonates with me. Not not a real power hitter. I mean, that's clearly, you know, been discussed. Could you see the Giants lineup being, you know, more, uh, you know, put the ball in play and, and, and run around some? Could 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 you go with that? It certainly fits the ballpark, I would think. Right. But you have to have the personnel to do it. So I think the team last year, as far as stolen bases go, was last or, yep. or 29th in baseball or whatever it was. So, you know, it's, we're going to play the style of, of play that that suits us and, and you know, the the basically it, you know revolves around the guys that we have and, and and how they would play the game so we still have some time to go obviously in the offseason to add to that um but he certainly profiles to be one of those guys you can hit and run a little bit with him run some and so kind of adding to a deficiency maybe we had as a team this is really early but leadoff hitter as of right now i don't see why not i mean um yeah, I've I've written some lineups out since <laughs> since we since we 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 acquired him and and all of them have him leading off off at this point in time and that's what he's comfortable doing that's what he's done before so I think uh, as of right now for sure as Kim talked to you about him at all I know he, he was you know he loved playing for you have you t- just asked him about Lee and just like the personalities or anything like that. No, it's it's kind of tough to communicate. I communicated after the season via WhatsApp with Hasong and and have not had any dialogue with him since. So um, I've read some things about you know they've talked some, um, you know, and maybe Hasong had some things to say about me as a manager, but I have not talked to him since then. No, he hated playing for you, is what I understand. He like you gave him the everyday job, so he said, "Forget that guy, yeah. Bowmill." He deserved it. So. <laughs> I mean, basically where he came from the year before I got there bench player didn't get to play a whole lot to a guy that you know is just a, a terrific player now and a guy that should be an all-star and you know won a gold glove and a lot of great things to, to like about Ha Song and the way he played the game and there are a lot of similarities with with uh, Lee so uh, that's a good thing how about you've been open about like you expected this the Giants are going to be in on high profile players high level players uh I've said some of that and I've heard a little bit like, Hey, could you not keep saying like, we don't know. Has anyone said, Hey Bob, like we, you know, this is tough market. We're going to offer all this money. We may not get them. Has there been any conversation like the expectations might be a little bit too much? Well, the expectations are what they are. And we're, you know, we're, we're trying now there's only a few of these guys out there. So, and only one team's going to come up with them. And you look at it in the case with Shohei we offered him the same contract. So he went somewhere else. So it's not for a lack of what we were trying to do. Um, so who knows how it plays out with the other guys, you know, Yamamoto's the next guy. We've had a great 
I thought sit down with him, but you're reading about the New York teams getting involved too, and you have no idea how you know how high the the price goes with him. So look, we're in on him. We'd like to have him. It's going to be his decision. We're going to do as much as we can to get him here. I know we don't want to get too far into the whole San Francisco discourse. I understood exactly what Buster was saying. He you know, mentioned that sometimes there are players who are not in love with the idea of playing or, or their families. He didn't say every player. He certainly didn't say that. But Bob, just when you, when that issue just bubbles up, is that concerning to you, or is that something you think can easily be changed and can, can be you know can be something that players want to come to San Francisco? I, you know, it's been forever. Players have wanted to come to San Francisco. It's it's a great, great city. So I think there are a lot of, you know, big cities that are having the same type of problems. And, and at the end of the day, we want guys that want to be here. So we can't really affect how, how people feel about it. Um, you know, and we, we just, the, 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 the more guys that we end up coming here and we have success, the more guys that are going to want to be here. That's the way I look at it. I think it's pretty powerful. It's I mean, Posey's a Southern guy from the South. He, he came from Georgia. And I thought there were times when he was young in his career as Giants. He said, oh, would he want to stay here? Like, he might want to go back. And not only did he sign long-term with here, he moved back home after he retired. And then he came back to, to the Bay Area. So I think that's a pretty powerful symbol. And like he's right there in with these. Like How, many, how much discussions have you had just generally about kind of the future of the team? Yeah, that's a great story about Buster, you know, to – to play his career here and then go home and, and, you know, after one year realize, Hey, I'm a Bay area guy and move back here. He's been in, in the, in the East Bay for a while. So they, I, that's, that resonates with me. I think it should resonate with a lot of guys that, you know, what, what, what it means to, to, to live here and be part of the, the Bay area culture and the sports culture. Um, so we'll have continuing conversations as that goes, but that's certainly a, a talking point you know, to, to try to recruit, you know, guys that may be in between is, you know, look at the, the path of Buster Posey and he's had a pretty good path and meant a lot to, to Barry baseball here and Barry in general. So, uh, good story to have, to have in my back pocket. Yeah. You said, you know, you know, living and dying with every little moment of the, of the free agency, but Shohei was a really different case. Everybody was trying to figure that one out. There was that day when, He's going to Toronto. He's not going to Toronto. What what does Bob Melt? What do you do when these things are flying around and you know you're in on it? But what are you hearing? You know, you're right. This was probably as unique a situation as any. Um, so you know, everybody's following it pretty closely. I'm not on social media, so I'm not following it minute to minute. But was getting updates from from the organization. I think they knew at that point in time that with the, with the whole ter- flying to Toronto thing came out that he wasn't actually on that plane. So I don't think it gave us much angst as far as that went. But I, I, you kind of got the feeling that, that it would be tough to get him out of Southern California, all things equal, uh, even though I think he had a good meeting with us and enjoyed our ballpark. It might not be the greatest hitters ballpark in the world at yeah. times. It, it certainly the last couple of years, it's been different with the gateways out there closed and the ball travels a little bit better, but uh, it felt like that one was going to be tough to get him out of Southern California. Now you've been, you know, certainly the A situation, you like were there when the Rangers are signing everybody, that's your division rival. The Dodgers, we know what they are. We know what they've done, but for Otani to land there and them to add glass now, and who knows what else, what's that like seeing that happen? You know, we have to concern ourselves 
with ourselves and not worry about others. You know, like you said, in what in 2012, you know, the Rangers had just been to the the World Series the last two years. They had this high dollar, high profile lineup, and we did not in Oakland. And we ended up chasing them down at the end of the year and winning the division on the last day. So anything's possible when you get a group of guys together that believe in each other, uh, be- believe in, in that they're going to win. Uh, everybody gets involved. That becomes very powerful. You know, in, in the big leagues, the talent level is so close that it's not necessarily always the best team on paper that wins. I think that's been proven out a lot here recently. It's the team that believes the most and plays for each other. and. Um, you know, the expectation of winning is always there. And then it becomes powerful as you go along. You start winning some games. And we saw that with, you know, several of the teams that we had in Oakland. Been pointed out like, okay, maybe the Giants can load up on pitching. Maybe you can just lean heavy. And you mentioned the ballpark, you know, however it's playing like immediately right now, but it's certainly known as a pitcher's ballpark. Can you right. just say, yeah, let's go get some pitching. Let's go with the young guys we got. And let's let's try to win games you know, without sl- out slugging everybody, certainly they have not really ever done that when, except for when they had bonds. Can you lean into that? L- let's just let's go pigeon staff. Yeah, for sure. And, 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 you know, we have some depth within our organization, whether it's starters, you know, young pitchers, relievers, there's a lot of depth within the organization. If we add to that on the pitching end, obviously that's the, it's kind of the style that we're going to play. Um, I do like the depth we have up and down the lineup. We have some left-handed hitters. We have some right-handed hitters. We mix and match a little bit, which they've been successful with over the years. Um, you know, adding another position player, maybe stability-wise in the middle of the order, where you don't have to match up with certain guys is, is another thing that we're looking to do. But I can definitely lean into that. Adding to our defense, which was a deficiency last year, um, playing off the the pitching that we do have and in and, and the – the depth that we have, and then maybe adding a two, uh, a player, you know, a pitcher or two over the course of the offseason, pretty good recipe for me. Now, they had a bunch of young guys last season. They brought up a ton of rookies. Some of them, you know, obviously with very high talent. Kyle Harrison, Marco Luciano, there's others. Bob, have you – how familiar are you with – are there one or two that you kind of are circling and go, like, these guys I, I want to be able to put in the lineup all the time? Is there one or two that strike Matos? There's a bunch of them. The, yeah, I, you know what? You have to see them. You can look at all the video you want and, and get all the reports that you want, but it's not till you get on the field and, and know these guys personally, watch how they go about their business, watch how hard they work, see how the ball jumps off the bat, you know, all those type of things. It, it really, at this point in time, for me, um, you know, it's hard to really get a handle on phone conversations, so forth. Once you get in a uniform and on the field with the guys, it, it then you start getting your your own evaluations and you know we have a new coaching staff here that's that's going to be doing the same thing we'll have a lot of conversations leading up but um you know whether it's Estrada and we feel like Conforto and and Hanniger you know after with the injuries they're going to have better years um you know, you, you got guys like all over the field, Flores and Ustrimsky, and we got a lot of good players there. So anything that we add to this, like we did with Lee, just makes us a better team and and closer to maybe the results that, that they got a couple of years ago when they won 107 games. Again, you, you haven't managed him. You haven't even probably, you know, seen him in a clubhouse. But could you foresee Marco Luciano being a starting shortstop? As of right now, I mean, look, it, 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 you know, Farhan in, in, the, in the front office – you know, this is a, a high-profile guy. So, 
you know, you never want to guarantee anything to a young player. You want them always to have to work hard and earn it. Uh, but as we sit here right now, it's a very talented player and we have a high expectations for him. So, you know, nothing given to him right now, but, you know, looking at the, at the skill set and what he brings to the table, it's an exciting player. Look, I want to see some of those lineups. Now. Just show them to me on the screen. I, I won't say it. <laughs> I love when managers do that because that's too many of them. Too many of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the fun part, right? Like that's kind of like the jigsaw puzzle when you're right. like, how is this guy going to be after this guy and, and lead to this guy on base over here? Uh, one addition that, that has been made is catcher Tom Murphy. It certainly seems like a nice platoon partner, possibly with Patrick Bailey. Uh, where do you see him? And obviously the question is, so where does that put Joey Bart in, in the depth chart and in, in the kind of organizational mindset? Right. It means that we have terrific depth in our in the catching department. And, you know, what Sable did last year, too, for, mm -hmm. for being rule five, left-handed hitter, can play different positions as well. We have four guys we feel good about. And, you know, you're always one injury away from from using the depth. So I don't think we've, we've really decided anything as far as, um, you know, what the exact recipe is going to be. Certainly Bailey had a terrific year. Uh, you know, documented maybe it was a long season, got a little bit tired at the end. Uh, Murphy's a guy that hits left-handed pitching really well, is a veteran guy that knows how to run staffs and so forth. Um, you know, and then, and then you know, Joey Bart is, is still probably got a lot left out there to, you know, being a, what, number two pick in the country and, you know, a terrific skill set too. You know, that's that's exciting as well. And then what Sable, you know, accomplished last year at the big leagues for the first time for him. So all I know is that we have good depth in the position, and that's a luxury because a lot of teams don't have that. That position? Is that position important, Bob? I'm not sure you would think I, that. <laughs> that position, and they'll get to know that that, that I'm going to be in their back pocket. <laughs> that, that, you know, that's the, that's the position I expect them to have that unspoken language with me during the course of the game. I give all the signs to the – to the catchers. So they're going to, they're going to know I'm there with them and supporting them. And, and uh, you know, so I'm excited about that. I know you've been asked a million times about the A's and the relocation of Las Vegas. And this is the process is going on and on. Uh, well, first of all, Bob, like if they've got to play temporarily at Oracle, would that be okay with you? Could you foresee that the A's playing at Oracle park? It would be strange. It would be strange. You know, I want them in the Bay area. I don't know. You know, just looking at it from afar, you know, if, they, if the Coliseum's there until, until the day that they leave, I can't imagine that people aren't going to want to see him play at the Coliseum. I certainly would. I mean, I, I have obviously have a lot more invested in, in, you know, my, you know, not only my upbringing, um, but, you know, even in my managing career, the Coliseum is a special place for me. So I I would see, hate to see that, that the Coliseum just sitting there and the, and the A's not play there. But that's just me. Uh, you mentioned the day you were hired, just the relationship you have with Farhan, how important it clearly was very important to both of you uh, for you coming here. And that he was the guy, he was your point guy when you were just starting with the A's and how important and significant those conversations were what's it been like in the couple months since you've i mean you're not managing there's no games to discuss but what's that relationship been like just an extension of, of that early times together yeah you know it was easy it, coming back and i kind of know what he's doing and he knows where you know my focus is and and you know we kind of let each other do their thing so um, it, you know, it, the conversations have been easy. I know what 
is important to him. He knows what's important to me. You know, obviously we got to get through this off season and, and hopefully, you know, get a few more players uh, uh, potentially, but once we get to spring training, I'm, I'm going to know right away. It's not going to be a process where, you know, what's important to him. Uh, I already know that, you know, when I got to Oakland, he was the guy that kind of introduced me to the analytics and, and spoon fed me and, you know, gave me the right amount at the, at the right times and um, formed a really good relationship, not only, you know, baseball wise, but, but, but off the field and, and, you know, a lot of different talking points that don't necessarily involve baseball. So it's been, for me, uh, fantastic here up to this point. How excited is your guy, Matt Williams, to uh, be back in the Giants uniform? That's going to be fun. You know, I'm riding his coattails. So, <laughs> I mean, Matt Williams is a giant. He always has been a giant. And, you know, I've, we've been on a lot of teams together over the years. And every time I kind of pose that question to him, you know, of all the teams that you've been on, World Championship in Arizona, World Series Cleveland, you know, was with us at the A's. He's been with different teams. I'm a giant. He's always said that. So he'll get his his number back too. Number nine will be mm-hmm. cool to be back out there on the field. And man, I don't know that anybody's more inspired and, and looking forward to being a giant again than that. I think like almost every stop you've been at, he's been with you. Or I mean, almost every stop. Is it is it every stop? I don't even know. Was that a friendship that just happened when you were players? Like you knew if I'm going to go do something else, I want this guy with me. You know, not really. I, we came up together with the Giants, and then then I, you know, was traded um, to Baltimore, and he, you know, he continued to be a Giant. So, uh, you know, it's not like we we were best friends then, um, but you know, just watching his career evolve and and knowing he's probably going to be able to do anything he wants to. And knowing the, the the tenacity that he brings, the commitment that he brings, the respect that he brings, you know, then the next time I think it was was Arizona and I was the bench coach, you know, and he, and he was third base. We won a world championship. And then I got to manage a job in Arizona. He was actually a part owner at the time. Um, so that was another club that we, we were on. And then once I got to Oakland and, you know, got him over as third base coach there since then. You know, every chance I have to to get him, I would. He's manager of the year. You know, he went over to Korea and managed a little bit there. There's no more rounded baseball player than Matt Williams. And, you know, the respects he brings once he walks in the door, you look at the back of his baseball card and, you know, it, it resonates with everybody. Uh, you talked to our mutual friend in Ann Arbor lately at all. I've been leaving him alone. Been very hectic year for him. But how your buddy Harbaugh, somebody I know obviously very well, you, you checked in with him at all lately? Oh, yeah. So that was, you know, when he was out, that was tough. That was tough for him. Um, But, you know, the team was fantastic. Uh, He was with them all week, you know, leading up into the games. And now he's back doing what he does as well as anybody. So I'll be New Year's Day. um, I'll be rooting hard for for the Wolverines. And, uh, you know, my guess is he'll be out hopefully in spring training, we'll try to get him in uniform and, you know, get him on the field and with us, like we, we did several times in Oakland. So, um, you know, as much of a football guy he is, he's, he's a baseball guy. He's, he's just a sports guy. And, and one of the first guys that reached out to me once I got the job in San Francisco. You mentioned like Steve Kerr was one of the first people like, how, yeah. how do you know him so well? Well, I shoot, he lived right up the road for me when I, when, when I was with the A's, and the Warriors were in Oakland. A lot of those guys lived in that kind of Claremont Hills area. 
Steve lived right up the road from me. He belonged to the, the Claremont club too. And we both worked out there quite a bit. And then, you know, managing as long as I did there with him, you know, right across the, not even right across the street in the same, same complex there. I got to know him pretty well. So I, I support them um, and gone out to a lot of warrior games and hopefully we'll get him out to some giant games. I know he's got, he's, he's a Dodger fan, but, some point in time, hopefully we can. He's a baseball. The, all these guys are baseball fans. They love baseball. They, they big just, time. Yeah, yeah. It, it just becomes part of who you are. All right, Bob. Listen, appreciate uh, the conversation, uh, and I will end this with a version of a question I believe I've asked you before, and I will ask all my guests. Bob, what's your favorite TV series right now? Well, you know, with all the Netflix stuff and the series out there, Billions is my favorite. Um, Billy Bean's favorite as well. So that's, you know, we, we still stay in close contact. And whenever there's a episode of Billions within the next day, we're always talking about it. Um, both, you know, we both kind of semi well-versed in the business world, him much more than me, but um, I, I, a fantastic series. I couldn't wait. And I don't watch a ton of these, but this is the one I, uh, you know, I was always, uh, couldn't wait for the next episode. I know that Koppelman, I think the guy, the showrunner, isn't he? He's a big sports fan, right? He's like into sports. Yeah. And, and a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of the shows there were, you know, CC Sabathia was on the show. Mm-hmm. They were talking about even Billy's name came up, I think, in oh, one yeah. time. So, um, yes, it's the, the business and baseball are kind of similar to sports and other sports. And certainly you bring the analytics and you know, all that said, derivatives, all those things. Well, listen, Bob, I appreciate you coming on. Always great talking with you. Uh, We will. uh, Oh, here, I'm going to ask you one more question. When you were in one of those last series with the Padres, you had mentioned like you you always kind of looked around the stadium. So, yeah, what could be? Did you have an inkling like like this really might happen this time? I mean, you don't want to talk about other people's jobs. I know I'm, I'm trying to be sensitive to that. But generally, as things were happening, were you thinking, man, this would be really nice? Well, it, you know, you always think about those things, but I never thought it would happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in my days with Oakland, it didn't resonate as much as when I was, you know, with other teams. You know, when, whenever, you know, you're, you're back in the Bay Area, you know, it's a very special place for me, but I never thought it would happen, no. So, you know, just very fortunate that things aligned and, you know, the timing was good. But it never looked like, oh, do I need, do I want to take somebody's job? No. no I appreciate it. I shouldn't, I, I realized asking that question, it, it's, that's not how, what happens anyway. Listen, Bob, as always, I appreciate the conversation. Great talking. And I'm sure I'll be, if you're going to get Harbaugh there, I might have to get to well, be. Done. I'll let you know. He'll, he'll, <laughs> no doubt in my mind, he'll be about spring training. And you know, he'll be in uniform. We'll probably get him in a coaching box. So hopefully that's the case. All right. Bob, thanks so much for being on the show today. My pleasure. Everybody, that's the show for today. Thanks.